Welcome back to the Dynasty Time podcast for week four. Scott here along with Dan. What's going on? No guests this week, just the two of us. We're getting it in though, unlike last week. I like it. Thursday during the day. It's Thursday, right? It is Thursday. You know, a, little, uh, a little primer for what is probably going to be another shitty Thursday night game. But who is in Tampa tonight? tonight. Oh yeah, that's right. Bears so, in Tampa. As as Craig knows, I'd love to have my guys playing on Thursday nights, especially when it's a boomer bust quarterback like Tom Brady. So that'll be fun. Always fun. Thursdays is great. Uh, and this whole week has been great. Last two weeks. Thanks to some fun on the COVID front. I mean, the good news is that it's magically disappearing. So we're almost there. Uh, except for the White House and the Titans locker room. That's the only place that COVID exists, I think. Yep. Everybody uh, else is not a big deal. No. Back to normal. Uh, last week sucked as a commissioner of a fantasy football league. Uh, I will let you know, I put a lot of time into thinking through our league. Never did anything in my other league that I commish. <laughs> so, but nobody gave a shit. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I thought the rules you put out made a ton of sense. I mean, it's exactly how it should have been handled. And I think everybody followed accordingly and for the most part now for the most part and have, <laughs> and have now adjusted their rosters to get back to, to normal. So I guess my only suggestion, I, I called out one thing I noticed to you already, but just like maybe next week we need to have people update their roster like immediately on Tuesday yeah. before we go through the waiver process. Not that it's a big deal, but for someone like me who's 0-4 trying to find any semblance of a running back, it'd be right. nice if the full waiver pot was full of shitty options for me to choose from. <laughs> um, so not a big deal, obviously, but just, I guess, no, maybe I get agree. everybody's That's roster back to 14. Um, unless, unless we're still you know, in a, t- a Titan situation, then we make the exception to say, yeah, if you're a Titans player, they can stay on your IR, but everybody else, like Patriots last week and whatever. Actually, there shouldn't have been Patriots on IR last week at all. Um, yeah, should, do so, we call them out? or? No, I, I'm not going to call them out. We'll we, did have a, we did have one issue, but that's on me. I said I was going to keep track, and I really didn't. It's I awesome. just trusted it, that it was going to work. I don't think it's a big deal, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where we're probably going to be dealing with this going forward is my only point, yeah. right? So we might as well establish that. You know, by Tuesday, you know, 5 p.m. or whatever, Tuesday night, let's get everybody's roster back on the 14th so that the waiver process is, you know, back to normal on Wednesdays. But otherwise, I think everything's good. Makes sense. Yeah, last week was funny because it was – we had the plan for just COVID players, and then the team thing happened, and it was like, all right, if the game's postponed, what's our rule? And then it was Saturday or Friday night when the Patriots thing happened. I'm like, I don't have a plan for if it might be yeah. postponed or not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have like four oh. different levels of – Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, you did more planning on COVID, on the COVID front than the Trump administration did in the first two months. Oh, burn. So, yeah. yeah. On that note, we did have a week four. <laughs> that was uh, for you, Bobby. <laughs> it's, it's if you listen time uh week four did happen COVID and all and uh should we should we run around the horn here let's do it yep all right left to right on my screen at least uh i got jutane clan and green hell first up uh green hell goes to two and two with a very solid week 146 points takes down jutane 
Uh, Green Hell, this is one of the few teams that had just solid front to back. It helped that your boy Dalvin Cook put up 33 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just a solid, solid week for for Green Hell. Yeah, I mean, I, he's two and two, but his team looks pretty damn good to me. I mean, I know, I think Green Hell was a team that I was really high on beginning of the season. Um, but I mean, he had Teddy on his bench who scored 23, so he could have easily started him over like say DJ Moore in the in the Superflex. So that that could have been a big 160 plus number there for for Green Hell. So he's he's sitting in a really good spot. Jutang Clan, which I think we called this out as a a good two quarterback team preseason with Mahomes and Matt Ryan. So far not working out too well. One and three. So the running back situation sucks now for him with Nick Chubb being out for a while. So hey, maybe uh Maybe Jutang Clan and, and Brothers Mendez should make a trade here to try to improve our, our shitty running back situation. There you go. Uh, it's interesting to me because this is a good case study of like picking Mahomes so early. Yes. Uh, it's not like he's been bad. He's been he's done well, but it's not like he's winning games for him. And so that that's that's the concern, I think, if you go forward with Mahomes first. Um yeah, I, mean, I don't have I don't have on top here like what he's ranked, but he's he's probably top five. He's got to be. I mean, he's got. Uh, I'll just I have his points right now is 18, 24, 36, and eighteen. So that's pretty damn good. I think he's number four issue, right now. Number four quarterback. Yeah. And what? Where's Matt Ryan? Uh, way down the list. Right. So Matt Ryan. <laughs> no, number twelve. So he's Matt still QB one. Started out nineteen and twenty six, and then back to yeah. that nine point week. So I think that goes to the super flexes. Maybe not the top top quarterbacks, which how many really even are there? It's basically Russell, Dak, Mahomes, Lamar, based on his running, that are going to get you consistency. Um, Rogers has been phenomenal this year, obviously. But then beyond that, you're going to have some clunkers, um, and you can't really win when you're scoring eight and nine out of your super flex as I'm proving with fucking Daniel Jones. So it's, it is a little bit of different case study between me and Jutang clan, but, but in a, in a way, some sort of similar that you can't afford to just get eight, nine points out of your super flex and win because 115, 120 points now in our league is not that much. I think most of the winners this week were well above 120. I'm seeing one fifties, one forties um, and a couple one thirty, And then we'll talk about Logan in a little bit with his embarrassed performance. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and, yeah, then, and then just to finish your point, when you take Mahomes that early, what happens to your running back depth? And Nick Chubb's your only good running back, and then he gets hurt, then what happens? Now, as I say that, I realize Antonio Gibson had 25 and Devin Singletary had 18 um, for Jutang. So I guess his running backs aren't that bad, but I think he got a little bit lucky with Antonio Gibson being being this good, but I'll give him credit for for making that pick probably, you know, middle, middle of the draft. Yeah. Quarterbacks. It's like you have the top six. So you got Russell, Allen, Dak, Mahomes, Murray, and Rogers, and then it's a drop off. And then everybody's just kind of the same uh, so far, even Lamar Jackson. Um, Cam would be up there as well uh, if he wasn't hurt last week, but sure. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but Green Hell put up 146 with just one quarterback, which is a good segue into my team. 
who put up 140 with just one quarterback. So maybe that super flex doesn't need to be a QB, folks. Uh, I go to three and one somehow, take down the undefeated Misfits, uh, who had 40, almost 40 points from uh, Odell. But other than that, a pretty disappointing week. I got a little lucky with, uh, not lucky, but George Kittle with 45, that helps. Uh, and Terry McLaurin, he's doing his thing. He's had a good year. Yeah, that's a, that was a really good pick. I think he was one where it's like with the, they probably have the worst quarterback situation in the league besides maybe the Jets. So the fact that he's putting up numbers, that's that's a really good pick. And then you get Kenny Galladay coming back, who you know I love. Um, you know, solid team. Two tight end strategy. There it is. Two tight ends, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, Hawkinson's got to be the Lions MVP at this point, right? Just solid. Sure. What do you have, two catches? I think he had two catches for nine he had two yards. catches and a touchdown, so Yeah, whatever. so just, you know. Uh, well, hey, he's, he's double digits every week, though. I mean, True. as someone who owns Mike Gesicki, who drops a, you know, three three-point weeks and then a 30-point week, it's kind of nice to get 18, 11, 11, 12 out of your tight end, your second tight end. I'll take it. Uh, screw you, Calvin Ridley, for saying you were going to play and then not playing. So if anybody you wants want... Calvin Ridley. I mean, I, it just it uh, blows yeah. my mind how this happens so much in our league that – a team scores 141 points and wins with uh, their arguably their best wide receiver dropping <laughs> a zero. No, he is your best wide receiver. Yeah, dropping a zero. I mean, that's crazy. And then it's not like it would have helped on my bench. I would have gotten four and a half. So it doesn't true, really matter. True. And actually, on the Misfits side of things, he started Devonte Adams, um, who scored zero points because he didn't play. Yeah, that was uh, another if, one. Uh, yeah. Luke texted me at one point and was like, "Well, I'm screwed." So. Congrats on the win. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. He he even if he started was Will too Fuller. Well, but yeah. even if he would have started Will Fuller, he wouldn't have won. Will Fuller True. had 21 points on his bench, but it wouldn't have mattered. Um, he, yeah. There's no way he could have gotten to 141 points. So at least if you're Luke, you can feel better about that, honestly. You, you just lost to a, a better scoring team that week. So he's going to be fine. I mean, Baker Mayfield is somehow just solid. I don't know, you know, 13 and a half points isn't like anything to write home about, but – I feel like at this point, if you're getting double digits out of your super flex, that's, that's big. Or, you know, your two quarterbacks are scoring over 30 points. That's, that's big right now for, for this league. For sure. Uh, we move on to Primetime, who goes to 3-1 and one after beating C-City, another team who did not put a quarterback in their super flex. I see a trend. Uh, Primetime, a, a lower scoring week for them, but uh, – Something called Dalton Schultz put up 19. So that's my call out uh, for primetime. C-City, oof. I don't know. I don't know how they can score more. Yeah. They're putting out Jerry Judy and LaVisca Chanel as their wide receivers, and they did fine. But I don't know how they get above, like, 130 with this team. Yeah, I mean – Dak had, I mean, a huge game, right? 500 passing yards and, and four touchdowns. So you're not going to get any more out of Dak. I mean, I guess you're hoping that Nick Foles can be good. I mean, I, I, I think Nick Foles could be good. I, I, he could be. I, I'm one of those weird people that I hate the Bears, but I actually, I actually like the Bears this year. And I think offensively they're going to get better. So maybe, but to your point, how do you get to 130? I have no idea. Like Kelsey only had 11 points. So I guess that's low. 
but that is there's, there's not a lot of options there. I did see that they ended up with um, the Patriots running back, Damian Harris now. So maybe he becomes a guy for them in the second half, you know, as the season goes on. But yeah, it's, I'm not sure how you do that much better um, with that, getting you, getting you that many points and, and only putting up 112 total. Um, and then just real quick, on the primetime front, James Robinson for me, like I had never even heard of him. Not that I'm like this crazy football expert, but I had never heard of James Robinson coming into this year. And the dude has been phenomenal. I don't know if even ranking still open, but 80 points through four weeks is, is great. Um, no matter which way you put it. And he's got to be up in the top five, six yeah. running backs. He's number six in the running back go. list. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, when you're getting that kind of a draft pick in, can I see what round he was drafted in by just clicking on him or not? Uh, uh, yeah, you should. Where does it say that in the draft? Uh, I mean, I know where he was drafted. Or was he undrafted? Oh, no, he was undrafted. In our oh, league, Transaction history. Here we go. Because he uh, – if he was not drafted in our league, that is an incredible pickup before uh, week one of the season. Uh, he might not have been acquired by free agency. Wow! On Sunday, September six. So yeah, and started him immediately, and, and yeah. he's been he's been so solid since then. And for a team who took Miles Sanders, which I believe would have been the back half of the first, or maybe his first pick in the second round, right? Um, who hasn't been good? Who's been injured? And I should say he's not been good. He was injured the first week, really good the second week, then just okay, not quite our RB one maybe. Um, that's a huge pickup. I mean, that's phenomenal. So his running backs, Zeke, James Robinson, Miles Sanders. That's something you can win with come December. Not bad at all. Uh, Primetime's made some, yeah, Paul's made some good pickups this year. Uh, yes. Donald good Schultz. manager. And he had a good draft. So I'm not surprised. The one thing here that I, I want to go back to is Dak. 500 points, four touchdowns. He did have a fumble and an interception, but. 32 points. Uh, that feels low for a 500-yard four-touchdown game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, like, Kittle is putting up 45 for 180 and a touchdown. And so it's just yeah. something to keep in mind as we think through uh, any changes that we make moving forward. Like, I, like yeah. should the amazing quarterback days be limited so much? Or is the Kittle thing, is that too much? You know, just to balance yeah. it out. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, we've obviously gone back and forth. Not gone back and forth, but about the tight ends being full PPR and now the extra half point for first down. So they're basically one and a half PPR, which I think is fine. I've actually come around so much on the tight ends that it, it makes the position valuable and makes you have to strategize more than if it was just a plain position where it's like, yeah, draft one in the 13th round kind of thing. Or, the problem or is there's – the problem is there's two tight ends every year that are better than every other tight end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But and so the, like, yeah. the, the full point helps make the tight end a thing, you know, at, below those guys, right. but then it makes them that much better, which that I don't think better. is a problem, but no, cause just, they just become, they become like, they, they become like top wide top, receivers, right. which all that does is make the first couple of rounds of our draft. Yeah. Which is why I picked valuable. round two, right? Yeah. Otherwise and that's where, picked when we get back into having keepers and the draft goes back to being super challenging, you know, 
being able to, you know, sort of reach on a tight end of the first round, who could be really good. Like, isn't that, isn't that much of a reach anymore? So I've come around on that. I do like your call out of the quarterback because 32 does seem low. So we've lost two points for an interception, two points for a fumble. So he would have been up to, you know, 36 points, which 36 points for a four touchdown, 500 yard game, I guess feels a little bit low. Um, you know, we're basically at three points for every a hundred yards passing, I believe right now. Um, roughly, maybe it's actually something like that. Yeah. It's something like that. So, (laughs) you know, anyway, it's one of those things where if we decide to keep the first downs next year, keep everything else the same, do we try to give a, a, just a tick more points to the quarterbacks for the passing yards? I think I'd be okay with that just to kind of level it out a touch. Um, we'd have to do some more analysis. I think more say like in the middle of the pack of quarterbacks, if a quarterback's right. having a 350 yard passing yard game, but only doing two touchdowns and interception, like I still think that's a pretty good game. Cause I think getting over the 300 yard mark is significant. Um, not saying I like this, but I'm in another league where we actually give a bonus point. If you go over 300 yards, again, not suggesting it, but it's just something that does help those top performers like Dak, which I have in this other league. Once they go over 300, over 400, I think even over 500, they're getting one, two, and three bonus points. So just another thing yeah. to kind of get those, those quarterbacks when they do have the, yeah. the super special statistical weeks, which is what fantasy is, gets them a little bit more than, um, you know, this. Yeah. I've always been anti-bonus point for random Are milestones, sure? yes. but I, I see the point of it is that you're you're – rewarding the amazing days without helping the other players right 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 right. um so i get that how that would work but anyway moving on ultimate warriors goes to two and two while blue 32 a team that we thought had some potential winless through four weeks ouch uh rossman with his two quarterbacks did his thing uh melvin gordon doing doing pretty well uh, and yeah, for Brian, oof, those quarterbacks, that's not going to cut it. 22 yeah. points with your quarterbacks. Oh boy. That's rough. I mean, his team is good though. So I think he's one where if I could actually get a hold of him, would love to try to make a trade because he actually has some decent players that he could, that he could package for like a really good running back, say like Joe Mixon or, um, you know, shit, I'll trade him Tom Brady if he wants a, a quarterback who looks like it's going to be pretty solid. Um, you know, Brian actually has more points than I believe six or seven other teams in the league, and he's 0-4. Correct. Um, you'll have to stat check me, but he has 507 points, and there's at least five of us who have significantly less than that, and there's a couple that he's probably pretty close to in there. Yeah, shit, Brian, he might actually have the six yeah. most points in the league. Brian is number six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at five oh six, he has that's incredible. The, he doesn't even have the most. Uh, I can't see the points against here. He does have the most points against. I would imagine. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, in the power rankings, he's uh, ahead of me, and so are you, for that matter. But uh, you know, yeah. three and one yeah. team—that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but it's crazy because I mean it's. It's, it's, it's four games, it's 0-4, it sounds horrible, but every year in this league, 
there's at least one, if not two, seven and six teams that make the playoffs. So he's, we have to still got that. a shot. We saw it last year. He's got a really good. He's got a lot of really good players that he could make some moves on. So I'm probably going to be trying to annoy him here over the next few days to try to figure something out. I mean, part of his problem is he has Jameis Winston just sitting on his bench for no reason. Um, so that's that's interesting. But never know if he's going to be called. You never know. Maybe I mean, shit. Drew Brees might actually be on his last leg here, but somehow they won. Oh wait, they played the Lions, so that's that's the somehow. That is but, the somehow. Yeah. Uh, we we move to the next game, which is our our resident COVID team, uh, and I'm really mad at Kevin from freelancers for not taking down a NWO team that put up 96 points. This was our chance to shut them up for a week. We couldn't even do that. Yeah. I mean, what a, you know, Volga's team is good, fine, but he's not here. What a lucky piece of shit this week. Like, yep. I go up against Lance when he plays Michael Thomas, who gets hurt, and I lose. And he goes up against Lance and lays well, a 96 egg. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. He played Mitch Trubisky. He would have won if he would have played Christian Kirk instead. Although I don't, yeah, he could have done that. But also AJ Green with less than a point, Julio with five point seven. Come on, yeah. people! I mean, now, I don't even notice the Trubisky thing. Trubisky wasn't the starter. No, he was not. Lance, man, come on, man. Rough year for Lance. Oh, rough year gonna, for Lance, man. We're gonna He's need another conversation. That sucks. I didn't even notice that. All right, let's move on. Fat. We neither of these teams weren't being talked about this week, so That's we're not going to talk about them. Let's go to the best game of the week: Birds of Prey and Brothers Mendez. <laughs> The best. <laughs> I mean, 141 points. Yeah. But it wasn't enough because Birds of Prey is good. 153 from them, and they go to three and one. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? I mean, he's got a really good team. I, I mean, I, my team performed well. The only thing I get hung up on is Eckler gets hurt, right? So my first round pick gets hurt and can't play that game, which was a high scoring game, which he, he would have, I'm confident in saying he probably would have gotten. 12 more points and probably won me the matchup in a close one. But then again, he got, you know, Birds was unlucky because he had Cam out and he had to start Brian Hoyer, 0.7 points. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, nothing surprises me about this matchup. So that's back-to-back weeks for me scoring over 140 and losing. So my team's not that bad for, for, for being 0-4, but just the consistency and, quite honestly, poor coaching. Let's be honest. I need to hire a coach. I think I'll just be the GM. What? What's the, let's see, did, did they do, did the Pistons do that with Stan Van Gundy? Um, yeah. The Wolves did it with Tom Thibodeau. You can't have your GM and your coach. Bill O'Brien. It worked out great in Houston. Don't worry. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. An NFL example. It worked it, out great. Maybe I should get fired at 0-4 just like O'Brien did. I don't um, think we've ever had two uh, 0-4 teams that are this, that still can make, that we realistically could be like, you could make a run. Yeah. With I you mean, and Brian. We, we talked about Brian being fifth or sixth in points four. I'm ahead of at least four teams. So I think, yeah, I think I'm ahead of four teams. So it's not like crazy, but I have 531 points against, which I believe is the second most against. Um, yeah, me and Birds of Prey, I'm ahead of him by like a point um, in terms of points against. So I have the second most points against. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I got lucky last year and made my late run. Um, to win it all just to remind everybody but yeah it's going to take a lot now and i believe i play nwo this week 
the 4-0 self-proclaimed oh, wow, champions yeah. of the world. Which You're projected to lose, be, but not by a lot. It's going to be lovely just to lose to Logan to, to end my season this early will be super fun. Um, and you may have to choose one of us each week to do the podcast, but um, <laughs> no, it's all good. I, Birds of Prey is a good team. Let's just, let's leave it there. Birds of Prey is a very good team. Um, I, I definitely look at him going to, to four and one this week and being tied for first. Well, sorry, probably in second, because I'm not going to be the NWO. I'll try my best for Birds. Uh, yeah, so that's a good matchup. Uh, I play Bobby, so 4-0 versus 3-1. So that's a, a decent matchup. Birds of Prey goes against Ultimate Warriors. So that's a big one for, for Rossman, if you can pull that one off. Um, but yeah, we got we got some good matchups. If you look at the yeah. standings... I oh, think shit. That, I jumped the gun. We skipped what? a matchup. Oh, Bobby versus Craig. Oh. Yeah, Bobby won. Craig sucks. What, what do you do? <laughs> You said it, not me. I mean, yeah. I, I, I feel that? like I still have a post-it note on my desk from when we did like our preseason one, where I wrote down like my favorite teams. And I think it was like Logan, Paul, Craig, and Brian. And Logan and Paul, obviously, so far, so that's pretty right. But Brian or Brian being zero four, Craig being one and three, blows my freaking mind. Um, but. Bobby's legit. I mean, and now he's got Justin Herbert. I mean, that's the thing. Bob, if you're listening, trade me one of your other quarterbacks. I really would like one of them. Thank you. I mean, let's not get too too big on the Herbert train. He had one good half. I mean. So let's, let's not good. get too crazy. Uh, I mean, he, he runs with Kamara. That's – he's going to live and die with Kamara, I think, honestly. I mean, his other yeah. running backs are not good. Uh, What's up with Kenyon Drake? Is he just not good? Is he hurt? Like that's, Chase, Ed, Chase Edmonds, you know? Yeah, he's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what's happened to him. Sounds like he's not hurt necessarily. Yeah. He suffered a chest injury in week four. I think, so, the, team, I think the thing I like about Bobby's team, which not a lot of teams have or, or a bunch of us certainly don't have, is he has options. He has the three running back option. Yep. He has the two tight end option. He has Roethlisberger and Rivers we could slide into Superflex, which undoubtedly when Roethlisberger plays again, whenever the Steelers actually play, you know, he'll start Herbert and Roethlisberger probably. So he's got options there, um, which I like. And then his ace in the hole is the Ravens defense, <laughs> which I, we forgot to talk about defense in my matchup. But oh, yeah. my, my, my defensive hating self gets beat by – the Chiefs who who smashed up on the Patriots. But but no, I, I, I like Bobby's team a lot and I love his options. Craig at one and three though, I still think he's gonna get back there. He got Yeah, his team is good enough. He was unlucky, right? He got he had Derrick Henry and James Connor out because of COVID. Or you know, their their teams. So his running backs are Carson, Gaskin, Henry, and Connor. I mean, that's pretty solid, right? That's really solid. Yeah. So I think he's gonna be fine. Um, I mean if Ertz but, does anything. He had four receptions for nine yards. That's yeah. You you gotta expect better from your tight end. Yeah, that's of not, that quality. That's not very good. Especially on a game that you know Wentz put up twenty points. It wasn't like it was no scoring in that game. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And I guess you know 
just because I have to call out Craig on something every podcast, I'm not sure why he didn't start Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's been 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 pretty good this year, 24, 16, and 10. I'm not sure why he started him over John Brown, who I believe had zero points last week and played. He actually played and had zero points last week. So I, I, I just – that, I mean, you know, granted, you're not going to be perfect every week, Craig, but that, that was just an interesting decision for me when I, when I saw Robbie Anderson on his bench because he's actually been one of the surprise, solid, and consistent wide receivers for, for a team that actually with Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw the ball a lot, especially with McCaffrey out. I like calling Craig out when he can't defend himself. So Perfect. That's great. We'll have him on soon, and he can come back at me, and I'll remind him he didn't take McCaffrey last year, and it'll be all good. Yeah, so here's the deal on guests, guys. I, I'm lazy. And so I usually text someone at like 8 o'clock before we do the pod. And they're like, no, I'm busy. And then I'm like, well, that's all, I, all the effort I can put into it. So if you want to be on the podcast, I, am, I want you on the podcast. I'm just lazy. So let me know if you want to get on. We'll get you in. Someone come I don't want to just talk, talk to Dan. I know no, fun. no one ever wants to just talk to me, but as much in, in, as... after our, our segment with the two Packers fans, and we went on that fun tangent, I haven't gotten to do that again. <laughs> like I want, that That's was true. actually like the best time I think we've ever done because there was some real passion and anger happening. There was so anger. Like, let's get some, let's get somebody else on so I can go off on a tangent with them about God knows what, hopefully football related, but you know, Somebody, I mean, let's get Lance on or something. Like Lance needs to wake up. Yeah, I think we need to get Lance on to to talk about how he sucks. Yeah, and just defend himself a little bit and say like, "What's going on here, man? I hope I hope everything's good with Lance." But man, come back. Oh, I have twins. I have <laughs> kids that I have to take care of. Blah blah blah. Uh, Whatever, Lance. What are the twins now? Two. They're basically bathing and feeding themselves. Basically, I don't know. I can't keep track of my children. They've, they've I don't know. You have three. I just let my three-year-old. He's just down in the cul-de-sac doing God knows what. There's a pond in that neighbor's backyard that you can just like walk right into. Like, <laughs> who knows what he's getting himself in? He follows around the two the two seven-year-old neighbors, and they're usually just fighting each other, like physically wrestling, which not exactly COVID-friendly. I understand, but they're I guess they're in our little bubble, but. Anyway, it is funny, the kid factor. How many, how many people in the league have kids? Not to go on like a super tangent, but there's at least half the league now, maybe more, has kids. So that's maybe true. that's kind of, you know, people are getting a little less, less into it. I don't know. Let's, Brian's got four kids in a crazy life, but I haven't heard from him. Have you? He's your brother. Where, where has he been? So 11 of the 14 owners have a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know where Brian is. I don't talk to him about this because he doesn't, he doesn't want to put any effort into it. So see, I if, want I, if I ever bring it Lance up, he's like, pod. Oh, there's football. Great. I want Brian and Lance on the pod. Maybe get them both together. Yes. Yeah. And, and let's, you know, they, they are, they're original owners. Are they not? Obviously Brian they are. So we'll bring them both on. Years. We won't, they're not going to listen to the podcast. So we'll bring them both on. We won't tell them they'll both be on, and then it'll just be a roast. Perfect. We can we can call in like we can call in like Bobby and Craig as like guest roasters to just call Perfect. in and chime in and 
and roast their their buddies slash brother. There you go. Uh, anything else? We kind of talked about the standings. I think my biggest surprise is probably Craig, to be honest. Uh, I mean, other than Brian, but we talked about him. Yeah. Uh, on the good side, I have no business being three and one, uh, but I'll take it. Get those early wins and hope I can squeak into the playoffs. So. Yeah, I agree with That's you. All. I mean, I think Misfits is a team that I mean, three and one is is good. It's not they're not four and zero, oh, but Misfits is a team that kind of surprised me. They did a nice job. I I shouldn't be surprised. I I know Luke knows his shit, so I don't know why I'd be super surprised. But just when I looked at his team initially, I was kind of like Baker, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, like Le'Veon Bell. It's kind of like what the hell? Like these guys are not good football players. Um, but, but to be three and one, he's in a great spot. And I see he just picked up Gronkowski this week, who you know is due for a two or three touchdown game coming up here soon. So he's my surprise kind of in that top half. Well, there you go. That is the week four recap. We have a great game tonight. Uh, so enjoy that uh, from a COVID situation. Just get on the slack. That's all I can say. I did send an email because I was like, you know, people need to know if they need a legal roster. But that's probably the last email I'll send. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm assuming Tennessee will not be playing, but who knows. So, yeah, anything else, Dan, on your side? No. Nope. Good luck to everybody this week except for Logan, as usual, because I'm playing him. No, just in general. We, we wish hate. Too. I'm, I'm angry at Logan because he had me do the over in the Norway Serbia game and that did not hit. So, yeah, if you need soccer bets are terrible. If you ever need like, advice on soccer betting, ask Logan and then do the exact opposite of what he tells you. <laughs> you will likely be a millionaire. He claims that he wins all this money, but I've yet to win a bet that he tells me to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Heat money line. That's my advice. Heat money line every night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all we got. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for sure. Bye.